Welcome to When Marriage and Purpose Collide, the, the podcast. podcast. So, babe, I think people want to know about us a little more. I think we should tell them. Well, I was looking fine, handsome online. You slid in my DMs. I was standing on a frozen lake with my dad. And it was Mm-mm. Stop, oh. stop, Sturge. Just speed it up. All right. So, basically, we met online. Almost a year later, we were engaged. And six and a half months later, we were married. So there's so much to our story that we want to share. We always knew we had a mission. We are in no way perfect. Well, we are passionate about helping Christian singles date with intention and purpose for marriage. Hence this podcast. Take a peek into our lives as we handle married life on purpose. There also will be some laughter, some seriousness, and a lot of thought-provoking topics. So whether you are single and dating, engaged, or newlywed, Wait, don't forget the married couples. We want to thank you for tuning in. On to the episode. What's up, what's up, y'all? Hey, what's up, what's up, y'all? Hey, it's season three, last episode. Season three, last episode. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Hey, what up? <laughs> I put we back. Claps in. I hope y'all can hear that. Sometimes it'd be like, if you can't hear it, so hopefully they can hear it. Yeah. But you listen, 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 y'all. We are back, and this is our last episode of this season. Yes, peoples. What? I would have said yes, sir, but you know, I don't know. We are so excited that y'all tuned in to us and have been tuning in to us. I just skipped whatever you had to say because I didn't know where you were going with <laughs> that. I was like, oh, okay. So just ignored all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, we just appreciate y'all for being with us, for rocking with us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on Apple and Spotify. We appreciate y'all. And we thank y'all for sharing, for liking, for commenting, all of the things. Or wherever you're from, Nigeria, mm-hmm. Uganda. I don't know if that's on there, but it might be. <laughs> if you out there, great. We see you, that one person. And listen, I need y'all to go subscribe on YouTube. Yes. I need you to click the link that's in this description, and it takes you to the YouTube. I wonder if I could do the little the link pop up. Oh, wait, huh? It'd be like that in the YouTube thing right there. You could do that. I'm talking about people who listen on Apple or Spotify. Oh, well. And so <laughs> I'll put a ding. Yeah. So there you um, go. That's the ding. Just go ahead and click the link. Um and subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, we yeah. trying to get the subscribes up so we can do more things, y'all. Yeah. Come on, support the team. Watch us. We are a part of the team. But no, we appreciate y'all because y'all know what we love to do. We're passionate listen. about helping singles out there um, on your road to marriage and preparing for marriage. And we like sharing our story. So we here, we here. So we like to start us off with a segment called. No, we, we oh. forgot something that's important. What's that? When marriage and purpose collide. Oh, the, the podcast. podcast. How are we going to mess that up? Why you didn't ring it up? Because you was talking. It's the last episode. They know what we is. Yeah, but. Can't break the tradition. All right. So y'all heard it. We can't break the tradition. I said tradition. And I almost messed it up too. That's fine. <laughs> so um, 
something interesting. Yes. Thanks. Babe, what are we talking Thanks. about today? On a something interesting. Actually, segment. I thought of some other things too, but uh talk about one, Lavelle's birthday. It was a blast. Actually, I, I enjoyed that he enjoyed it and it was very fun. I made a short clip of it. I can actually I could probably add it in a little bit. Give you a little a minute a minute and ten. I guess you can, yeah. So you guys see that real quick. Alright, it's in there. <laughs> oh, that's what the pause was. That, that was the pause. Hopefully I get that in there. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, he had fun. Uh lost him a couple times because this middle part in the play area is like this makeshift mm-hmm. old town they had that was a maze inside. Of course, the parents couldn't get in because they made the doors small for kids. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm not going in there. But there was a exit on the other side of the wall that we did not know of so we was wondering why i got super quiet and mm-hmm. couldn't find nobody and this little boy was off in the peaceful area of the three and below area the peaceful cut and the peaceful cut <laughs> and what would <laughs> what, you say he was he was he was jesus that boy was jesus you know there. when mary was looking for jesus yeah you remember that in the, in the bible she was looking for him and then he was out sitting with the rab- rabbis yep just learning and soaking in all of the Old Testament. Like, bro, we got a whole party for you. Where He's are you like, at? I'm, I'm about my father's business. Sir, listen here. Listen here. He did that to us twice because the second time we really was looking for him because we was like, hold on, we got to take pictures and stuff. Where are you at? We looking, looking. He in the actual room where we have the, you know, mm-hmm. the presents and stuff. He just looking through the presents. Mm-hmm. Mine is a little business. But he enjoyed, he enjoyed it. I think. I was telling people about our birthdays and our tradition. Like we've put a bar, we set the bar and the tone of what birthdays look like just at the house period. It's been high for them. And so super high. So it's got to be cake. It's got to be balloons. It's got to be bounce houses. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like in the house. Yeah. It was still oh, bounce mean, house. Oh, bounce house out the house. Yeah, yeah. Because we had a bounce house here. For his last birthday. A bounce house. Yeah, but it's got a cousins and friends. Yep. Um, yep. Cake. I think I already said that. But cake balloons, like just the decorations, like it's got to be known that it's my birthday. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I'm here for it. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm here for it. I don't think I. So listen, special announcement, y'all. What you've been waiting for, single ladies that are out there and desiring marriage y'all know that i've been out here looking out for y'all okay i've been waiting or working i should say behind the scenes on something that um, i believe you'll love and so it's going to be out today on this episode so just check the link in the description and be able to grab it so you're like what is it what am i grabbing what is what is it so it is called before you date three strategies to crafting your own dating plan so listen i know you're like wait a minute i gotta do a dating plan what is this all so what is all about well listen so we plan y'all know that we are out here planning everything in our lives right when it comes when you're out on the interview right are you preparing for an interview preparing for the job what are y'all doing y'all out there getting the resume ready 
Y'all making sure the I's are dotted and the the T's are crossed. Y'all are talking to people. Y'all networking. Y'all trying to get everything ready for the job interview. When you're looking for a house, what are you doing? You're preparing yourself behind the scenes to make sure the finances are together. Everything's tracked. You got all the paperwork. You're filling out everything. You're talking to the realtor. You have a plan set. But sometimes when it comes to relationships, ain't no plan. Ain't no goals. You're just winging it. Ain't no strategy. And I know you're out here doing your thing. You are um, appreciative. You are um, high achieving. You're doing your thing. You're walking in your purpose. You are owning stuff, got businesses out there. But you're like, I'm not attracting the man that I know I need in my life. Them suitors. And I need, <laughs> and I, and I, what's going on? What's going on? Half the time, what it is, is you need to build a strategy. You need to build a plan. And guess what, sis? I got you covered. So I'm getting you the help you need for just three, three strategies you need that's going to unlock, you know, your own dating plan. And listen, after you do this, after you you go through the three strategies, because I'm going to have a, a area for you to look at scripture, for you to kind of meditate and reflect on some different areas of your life contact me call me or set up a clarity call with me and we could go over some things to help you get back on track when it comes to dating okay sis so i love you make sure you grab it in the description today it's ready for you i love you all right peace i don't think i ever was that type of kid well, the thing is, I had some birthdays, but there was never like what we doing for them. I think mm -hmm. because I want to be... had some birthdays, right? <laughs> you mean well, the because... parties? <laughs> no, I like no. Well, yeah, I had birthdays, <laughs> but I mean like the birthday parties. Yeah. Like I remember having a few of them as a kid, mm -hmm. and then after a while, I was just like, "Hey, come through." Now, yeah, the it. parties. Yeah, I remember the parties. Like some of the parties, you're but right. There was but no not... extra, no clowns, nothing. No bounce houses. No, no. It was no. just basically the, the, it went from kids to adult party. I see what you mean. I was, I had the kid parties. So maybe I take that back, but I don't think I ever did. It was always like we waited for the party to celebrate. Yeah. Like that's what I feel like happened. Now I could be wrong. I probably should ask. Oh yeah. But then here, like we, like if it's your birthday on a weekday or whatever, we, we can do it too. We're going to celebrate and then we're going to have something else for you kind of thing. So I think that's the part that I don't remember if that ever happened. No, we never had that. It was like, hey, when's your birthday? This on this day. All right, people show up. They don't. That's cool. It's your birthday and that's it. We don't get no weekend or we wait till a free day. Yeah. No, yeah. no half birthdays either. It was That's your number. You ate. That's your number. So anyway, but I think that um, I enjoyed it. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed us putting it together. I enjoyed us having it at somewhere else that wasn't our house. Yes. So that we could just come back to our house and not have to worry about nothing and people staying and cleaning up and all the things that happened because all the kids would have been everywhere and it would have been so much, so much. I mean, they probably would have been outside, but still, where the parents going to go. Yeah. So. And we got to stay longer. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of black dads. Yeah, there was a lot there of black dads. A lot of, but y'all showed up and showed out at the party. Yeah, because none of the black moms wanted to drive that far. It was like, ah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take them. We'll bring yeah. her. Well, one, it was 
since it was a boy, I'm pretty sure they were probably thinking, well, we'll just bring the boys in. Yeah, true. Although true. there was girls there too. So, so anyway, I think it was an amazing experience. So I think we d- we're doing a great job. Oh yeah, because he keep talking about it. Oh yeah, he, he wants to go thinks- back. He got a free free ticket. You know, I mean, look, that's where it is. That's where the free ticket is. Oh, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least I know. No. All right, but yeah. So thank you for listening to our segment on something interesting. Oh, my hair growth too. Oh, I got a retwist. Hair, yeah. hair hey. goes. Hey, it's been long. You can't see it, but I'm shaking it. Shake them dreads. So for YouTube, you can see me shake my dreads. I know y'all gonna have to just get off Spotify for a second, go YouTube, and come back to Spotify, <laughs> so <laughs> y'all can see. Anyway, I forgot what the other thing was, but that yep, them too. That's good. I'll bring it up later. Actually, this is gonna be a go with your go with the flow type of episode, y'all. Yep, this is our last episode, so just tune in. Whatever, if we mess up. Do whatever, just hang with us. Yeah, if we talk about feet and toes, hey, we talk about feet and toes. toes. <laughs> hey, we're not about to talk about feet and toes, feet and toes. Okay, so um, anyway, we are approaching seven years of marriage, babe. Yeah, we just did six. Now we own seven. <laughs> we just did six. <laughs> now we own seven. Actually, in about a month. We will be seven years into marriage, knowing each other for eight years. Man. That's crazy. That's my favorite number. Eight. Yep. Eight. Anyway, so there's this thing that's out there called, um, and I, I told us we were going to talk about that when we were, when we actually approached it. And we're approaching it. And then I think we should do another when we're after this seven year itch. Yep thing and what people are talking about it um all things that go along with it i know society tends to put a lot of labels on time and i guess what the majority experiences yeah they give you that uh, psychologists come in and kind of put together some grand thing and then have our minds go haywire the web md description the WebMD <laughs> description of things. So the seven-year itch is basically like the period of time where it's like the make or break. Yeah, it's like the, the terrible twos of marriage. The ter- <laughs> 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 well, I mean, that's what they talk about where it's like, oh, this happens and this happens. Sound like the terrible twos of marriage. The terrible twos of marriage. I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, it's basically where it's, um, you'll make it. Y'all good? Yeah. Did y'all get over the hump? Did y'all get over that hump? And I remember hearing about it and all that, you know, but anyway, so um, do you think that, and I could go, actually, you know what? Let me go over the seven year. Let me go over the symptoms that I'm just, you know, Google search. Symptoms of a seven year itch. And if we got any of these symptoms, all right. And it's, um, one is a lack of physical and or emotional intimacy, poor communication, increased conflict, including arguing hurtful words or criticism, keeping secrets from your partner, not spending much or meaning any meaningful time spent together, taking one another for granted, and feeling unappreciated. unappreciated. So that's like a symptom, which sounds like normal symptoms. That's the short list because it says but there's more. I guess there is heightened during this time, and then oh, yeah. it's more of are we leading to divorce? Which is basically what the itch is. It's like, 
the itch is heading towards mm-hmm. that. You know, it's the, gonna break you. Derail. Yeah. So why they call it itch? It should be more like a bleed or a stab. Right. Surgery. <laughs> like yeah. it should be like they ain't gonna make it. Seven year surgery or something like that. But what you th- what are your thoughts about it, babe? Based off of the symptoms and all that stuff, like what's uh, happening? Lack of physical and emotional intimacy. We don't got that problem. You gotta go through the whole thing. I'm going through it. Well, we got <laughs> <laughs> poor communication. Nah, nah. Um, even when we're like in automatic mode, which is more like you know doing a daily basis and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we still communicate, still talk to each other. Yeah. Um. Nah, we don't have that issue. Uh, increased conflict, arguing, hurtful words, of, or criticism. Um, criticism increased. Criticism has increased. But other than that, that's it. Uh, I think that, it's more so because, I mean, when you're becoming one, well, you are one, actually. I shouldn't say you're becoming one. You are one, but you're still trying to understand each other in the yeah, oneness. that's what's right. Seven and years, so, you're still trying to figure out who you You're still trying to figure out what all that is. And so... What you're capable of. What you're capable of. Capable of. And so you're still problem-solving situations. You see, I'm trying to get the word yeah, out. But I just got criticized even when I said the word wrong. No, I messed up the word. No, I did, too. I <laughs> said something to do. <laughs> so, um, I criticized myself. So... so um and so different seasons like we just talked about um you know weathering transitions this season and so when seasons heighten you're you know you start to understand what each other's how you're how we're handling those seasons because we talked about okay when we first got together Mm -hmm. you know as far as truly dating those that was a season of time where we had to see four seasons you know in that we knew each other for a year before we got really before we were engaged yeah so that i was able to see that based off that season now there's different seasons in marriage that can strain there's conflict there's pressure there's stress there's kids there's all that so i can imagine how everything is heightened and so now you're trying to find how to talk how to communicate how to do all those things but that's and this is what I brought up before or what I just said before we started was um, what is the preventative maintenance that you're doing? If you, if you are fearing this or if you feel like this is something that, oh my gosh, I don't know, then and you should be doing this anyway. Yeah. It shouldn't, you should be preventative, practicing preventative maintenance techniques. But see the strategies. I think help. what can prevent the, the conflict and arguing Mm-hmm. Plus the hurtful words and all that stuff is the communication. Mm-hmm. That right there will automatically kind of like help out with that. Not just like any communication, you just come home and talk about everything, mm-hmm. but more of a, okay, you know, uh, structured, Yeah, you know, how we do our check-in, see mm-hmm. how each other's doing, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it, even if there's a conflict, y'all actually be able to talk it out mm-hmm. instead of, one person just blurting something out, another person not really listening, and it yeah. just gets worse. So, yeah, that communication is definitely uh, preventative of yeah. all the other stuff that's happening. True. But look, the other thing after that says keeping secrets from your partner. I mean, that's still communication. Of course, Every- you ain't talking. Right. Everything is under that. And when you think about it, it's kind of like, I don't know how long, how long 
long is the honeymoon phase supposed to have lasted? I don't know. For us, because I think it was like the, the year and then is it two job years? stuff happens. <laughs> well, I think it's supposed to be like two years or something like that. Maybe. Oh. I'm not sure. But this is off my, my thinking. And so you imagine like off the honeymoon phase, now reality kicks in. Mm-hmm. And then now you're trying to still break those um, break what you did in your independence. You know, you're still trying to become one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and even you're going to always have those tendencies where you like, you know, what you did when you were single and you still got to break, break it, break it, you know, (laughs) break everything down before you get to where you need to be with your partner. And then you got to talk about it. And then something else happens then you, it breaks again. You got to talk about it and recover and then go back through it. Like it's never going to end. That's is, this is where communication happens. Oh, is, yeah. Because you're always, the flesh is always going to not want you. When you think, this is basically, this is how the enemy tricks you with stuff like this. The oh, seven-year yeah. itch. Like, like This is what's going to happen. This you're is what make it happen because you're going to be thinking about it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it affects your thought process. Oh, yeah. You know, what you what you speak, how you, what you're listening to, what mm-hmm. you're hearing. This is how, when it talks about guarding your heart, you know, and guarding, guarding your Guarding what you see, guarding what you hear, all of these things. This is uh, this is what we need to guard. Yeah. Because if you see this and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do?" kind of thing, then um, you need to look at a different perspective and you need to go back to the word. Yeah. Go back to the word. What does the word say? What does God say about marriage? Right. What does God say about the about what how we're supposed to be? What does this oneness look like? Are we praying together? Yeah. Are we communicating together? Are we praying for one another when we're not together? Yeah. You know, and all this, you know, so I know we just basically trumped the whole seven year ish thing, but we just wanted to bring it up because it's all is we're approaching that and we want to talk about it. Yeah. We're approaching what they say, what society says it's just supposed to be like. So anyway, any more word, any more about this seven year stuff? Yeah, I just, I just. I don't like when people put titles and descriptions on what should be happening mm-hmm. when that's not the case. It doesn't have to be the case for everybody. Because he was like, like I said about the terrible twos, it's like we was kind of expecting that. And mm-hmm. then because people kept telling us about it, but then two came and it was like, oh, that's it. And it's, I don't like when people, when there's a negative attachment that's, to different that seasons, because I feel like, you're speaking that into Ooh. their life. Well, yeah, technically, so yeah. So you're saying terrible twos. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's not terrible. You're learning. Well, see, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's learning. They're learning. The thing is, if somebody, say you hearing about it, somebody tells you about it, mm-hmm. you're thinking about it. So eventually you think about it and read on it and everything like that to the point to where mm-hmm. it, you know you start doing stuff to cause it. Yeah. Doing stuff to cause it. <laughs> Unintentionally. Or, or yeah, something. It couldn't, it doesn't even have to be a terrible two thing, but you're thinking, oh, that's part of terrible two. Yep, that's part of it. Yep, that's part of it. No, but that's I, because you're doing it. Yeah, and I embrace it because I know that I enjoy the season that I'm seeing them grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so regardless of whatever season that people say it is, I'm going to embrace that season because they're only going to be two once. 
I call it the whining season. So, yeah, just find a different way. So I think with the seven-year itch, call it this, the seven-year growth. Well, that's the, the thing, too. That, 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 what growth is, it's like, okay, it's mm-hmm. hardship and wherever's going on, and then y'all just come together, work it out. and Yeah. I mean, and biblically, that's seven and seven year completion. And yeah, so, yeah. And so that completion was like, wait a minute, we missing parts. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's probably why some people actually get their vows renewed during seven years too. I didn't think about that. True, but um, that's yeah. probably another topic for us. Talking and a completion, that's just a reset. I mean, it's, well, it's completion depending on what people been through. Yeah, that's just somebody want a ring. And I still want another ring. Yep, seven years. Here we go. Anyway, I mean, I don't have to have one if you don't want to get me one, but I would like, I would enjoy another ring if, if you decided to put that on your heart and mind and soul. All right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we're also going to be using this time to recap the season and um, mainly some of the um, episodes we had with guests. We love all the seasons. I mean, all the episodes that we have, especially with us and guests. But um, when we have guests on, we have fun. Oh, yeah. We laugh, we joke, we have the um, the most um, serious conversations and mm-hmm. we um, the gems are dropped and stories are told and transparency is had. I like and different so, insights. Yeah, different insights, different perspectives. And and coming in the future, though, um, I don't know what this podcast is going to take as far as guests. I think we're going to start pushing limits a little bit. You know, on who we bring on and all that stuff, we're gonna start bringing some some people on that y'all be like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah, th- that's what I'm talking about. Talk it. Talking. Yeah. No, I said talk it. I talk came it. and talk. See, see. And, talk it. Yeah, talk it in the, the existence. Oh, talk. Speak it. No, talk it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, we're gonna just review some of the episodes and um, get our insights on it, but then. You're going to see some clips in here. So if you're watching on YouTube, or I think they're going to be able to hear it, right, on Spotify and Apple. Well, yeah, it's going to be on the same thing. It's going to be on the same thing, so y'all can still hear the the, the stuff. So anyway, um, the first episode that I want to talk about is going back. No. <laughs> I am putting that in there because you did that. Oh, 70s flashback. I wish is episode one of season three um my parents yep. were here actually in town and we had them inside this room our studio which let me see how it is with more than just us in here which yes. made it look small. it made it look small but, but that's okay it was great to have them on i've been wanting to have them on for a long time yeah um because um of their story they married they are married now for 39 years. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, they were heading into March, which would have been, th- actually would have been 39 years, 39 years in March, but it was um, filmed in January. Um, so yeah, it was such a great experience. I think for me, I learned so much about my parents that I did not know. And one of the things that I knew, but I didn't realize was how much my mom had evolved inside marriage. Um, first, being a single mom and then meeting my dad, you know, and that situation in itself and, you know, where she was in life, where she met him. Mm-hmm. And then also... That man was persistent. Persistent. Uh, looked like your light switches out. 
Okay. Seventies. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not that kind of girl at the time. I'm sorry. Don't nobody judge me. But I just wasn't into that like that. Tell them what you was into. And, <laughs> but, uh, tell them what you was into, though. But, but, and then, of you first into, of all, girl. he was kind of short. Yeah, yeah. And, he was, and he was too light. Kind of short. I liked uh, six, three and above and dark. So I, I just didn't give him much thought, but he kept pursuing. Things kept breaking. He kept coming over to fix stuff. Mm. So my girlfriend said, mm, I think that men like you. They would, we, when he come over, he would come over and he had on his blue suit. His blue, blue suit? Yeah, with his name on it. Oh. And it was on his man's uniform. He said Dennis on his man's uniform. Working man. Working man. Yeah. And so I think he asked me out to, uh, was it Rick James? Or it was Rick James. James. The circus star. The circus star. Rick James. And uh, I went, he, we took it. You to fast the, forward. Go ahead. I, I had to. It's going to be two stories. Go ahead. You got to tell your. So anyway, I had just prior to. Me meeting, let me just put a pin in that for a minute. Just prior to me meeting him, I had told my girlfriends, I'm not dating, put a pin in that for a minute. Just prior to me meeting him, I had told my girlfriends, I'm not dating for a year, you guys. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm done mm -hmm. with dating guys. I've swore off to no more dates. Mm -hmm. No more men coming in and out, me dating in and out. That was only eight months in, and then this dude walks up with the... So then we start... So then we start... And then to her... Not really knowing about Christ like that. Yeah. And him leading her to that. Like in them coming to a compromise of what church to go to because she was had a she had a Catholic background. My um dad had a Baptist background. Baptist. And so it was like a fusion had to happen into where they went. But then knowing my mom, because later on in life, seeing my mom as um in the women's ministry, on the usher board. Mm -hmm evangelist all that stuff but hearing the story where she was you know it was kind of like former party girl meets down to earth christian guy two lives meet and they collide yeah that's what it that's what it to me it was and i was like you know what it painted the picture so yeah that was my take what was your what'd you like uh there was a few things one him going in there just fix some random stuff in the house on good when he, he like her uh and the other was how he basically was even though it wasn't his responsibility even before mm -hmm. you know making it official was taking care of uh your sister yeah you know watching her and making sure she was straight like you know with the whole pool situation and yeah. stuff like that yeah i was like okay yeah all right but that also let me know kind of character your dad had beforehand mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Which I mean, looking at how he does things, anyway, I already knew. But still, I already knew that 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 carried through all the way mm -hmm. until that point. He was like, oh, "Okay, yes, yes." He was that dude. And also, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. And also, in that episode, we were able to talk about um, what they felt about me and my single season before marriage, mm -hmm. and also when DJ was brought into our family and the proposal and the platypus. Did we talk about the platypus? No, we didn't talk about the platypus. That's a whole different story. I'll leave y'all hanging on that. All right. Leave <laughs> leave you hanging on that. But anyway, so th that was a great episode. Um, and um I feel like um uh, they had so much it was so many more questions I could have asked them. Oh yeah. So many more questions I could have asked them, but I think it just it was good for, for how it lasted. Yeah. So so yeah, so y'all go check out that's episode one of this season, Love Unexpected. Check that out. 
All right. The next one that we want to ring up is episode two and three. So right after, of course, episode one, because that's the order of one, two, three, Um, is coming out again. We had guests, um, Melinda and um, Angelina coming. I call her G. So that's why it's hard for me to say her real name. Um, So I just just know her as G. But yes, they came on to talk about coming out of the community of the LGBTQIA plus um, community and what that was like. And this was something else. Like we had a blast. And it was so much, um, so much, so much unlearning. Yeah, like that I had to do listening to them talk and listen to the conversation. And um, I kind of brought it up, um, on there, but about how we hear of like Jackie Hill Perry and her story. And I remember she was just recently on the podcast, which I love. Shout out to Tim Ross in the Basement Podcast. But um, she was on that, and she was saying, and he was saying how. So many times she always gets questions about her sexuality and her coming out of homosexuality. Like that's the number one question she gets asked when she's, but it's like, okay, she's done other things. She's now doing a lot more. She has progressed past talking about that. If you need to go hear about it, go listen and go read a book that she has and written. And so my point with that is that we need to hear other people who have came out of that. You know, what was their story like? That was one story. She's now married with four kids, I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? But who else is was struggling and coming out of this? Yeah. So we had these two ladies come on and they had two different traje- trajectories, but like similar paths, like if, if it makes any sense. But um, it was powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it was powerful. He, the more she kept saying, like, I'm not hiding and you're not a real lesbian, I was like, well, I don't know what that means because I don't think I am a real lesbian. I think I just like you. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to try to fit into the life and attempted to change, like, my identity. So I bought everything with rainbows on it. I watched the L word, like religiously okay okay? (laughs) um i cut my fingernails because they say lesbians have short nails because i used to have long nails so i cut them like i was going to all the pride parades anything gay related like i was there because she said i wasn't the real one and i wanted her to just accept me because i felt like I needed to be that for her to think it was real. It was real for me, but I just wanted her to really desire me and trust me and, you know, all of that. And that's basically how it kicked off. I don't know if that's all you wanted, but. No, I mean, yeah, I'll let Mel go, but um, yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that you hit it. For a while how long would you say you you hit before you actually were out in the open everybody friends family or did friends and family know uh, close friends and family knew who knew what you got out of it um, remember it from enemy yeah what I, what I do remember it was kind of like how she uh got to it, it was almost like a a church hurt mm-hmm. um because when she said she she basically went there it was like the that community yeah was showing love to mm, her. Oh, it was yeah. open mm-hmm. and it was like wait a minute i i, I enjoy this so that that helped kind of like 
you know, made that decision. Yeah. And I was like, well, I could kind of, I could see how that can happen because there's been plenty of times where you send her, you with a whole group of people and they one way and it's like, all I see is hatred. Yep. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) dislike and Mm -hmm. they're like, they make me feel different. Mm -hmm. And then when I find my peoples Mm -hmm. or somebody, you know, that I feel like they're my peoples Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, okay. Okay. I start opening up more. I could be myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's basically what she was explaining. I was like, yeah. 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 It was it's like the community, the LGBT community that she was a part of, or that's just known to be out there, is they welcome you with open arms. Yes. And so when she went to church, went back to church, it was like, So where's this open arms from y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather just go back. Why yeah. am I, you know what I'm saying? So and that just lets us know where we are right now. When it comes to some churches mm-hmm. who are not open or some people in the church, not really the church, but the people in it, yeah, you know, the people in it that are not welcoming you in the community and just loving on you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, you can see where they, they let us know where some of the pain points are Yeah, when it comes to things like this. Yeah. And, and one of the things I, I it was weird because um, they were like, well, this is a, podcast that has focused on singles you know marriage like what you know why are we here kind of thing like they had questions about that but i said listen this is we're talking about relationships period and there's some people out here who are dealing with trying to overcome you know same sex you know whatever it is whether it's attraction or whether it's just relationships or it's a past or it's a history and even if you're not battling with homosexuality it could be that you're just trying to release yourself from an unhealthy relationship in mm. itself, right? Because either way, it ain't right. So seeing or hearing their story from how they were able to get out of the unhealthy relationship, how they were able to find peace, how they got healing, how they just had to turn the other way and leave the person behind was so powerful. And um, when you all listen it's um it's the 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 story from Melinda and I'm not gonna share it here because I want y'all to go listen to the episode if y'all haven't. But the story of Melinda of when she left the relationship, what then happened to the person she was with yeah. after that. It's so like it's heartbreaking, but it's also like, wow, like you see God at work even before the relationship started and we're moving through that relationship and the tug that were on both of their lives and to now see the, how that much they've overcome and how healed they are and how they're walking in their purpose. They're leading Bible studies. They're, um, you know, leading ministries and doing their thing. Like, you know, it's, it's a remarkable journey. So I love y'all listen to the part one and two share with somebody who you know might be battling with something especially unhealthy relationships if you want to share with somebody who's um in a same-sex relationship and 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 trying to figure this thing out um even just to open the eyes to it you know um yeah i think i don't care if you're struggling or you got any issues even if you're straight like everybody has their own walk yeah with god because he's mm-hmm. gonna be with you regardless because he if you read about jesus he wasn't with the perfect people <laughs> none of them were perfect 
he was like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, talking to them. I ain't going to be doing what they doing. Right. But I'm going to be where they at. I'm going to be where they at. And they're going to be where I'm at. Yeah, I'm going to be where. They follow him. They chased after him. Yeah. So how apart are you? How set apart are you? To where people can come chasing after you. Ugh. And just be in your presence. Ugh. What is your, what are you looking like? What's on you? What kind of flavor are you giving off? You keep throwing all these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm making sure everybody get it. If everybody, if you didn't understand it for the first one, I'm throwing out three different things. Yeah, throwing them out. Throwing out. So that was a good episode. Check that out. Mm -hmm. What was the next episode, babe, that you... Um, episode five. Who was that with? Or what was the title? Or what was... Uh, Therapy Saved Our Marriage. Mm -hmm. Tyler and Michael. What was the last name? Taylor and Michael. Taylor and Michael. Sorry. Williams. Which is Williams? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. They was cool people. We even got an announcement out of them. Oh, yeah. yeah that was the second time somebody announced. I know. Everybody announcing babies. If you want to come on a podcast. You got announcements. You got announcements. Come on through. We got with them, the church announcements. We got them. But our conversation is great, and his relationship with God is legit. He told he told his pastor about me already. Look, he said accountability already. Like, this is good. This is all great. Um, he's in the arts mm -hmm. and politics, really smart. A few things that <laughs> that I kind of don't like, but that's not <laughs> that's unredeemable. He said <laughs> he's a great guy. He has been consistent in his community, consistent in his communication as well. Yeah. Also, yeah. these other guys on the side are not trying to talk to me. Um, they they're like they're scared. So that was the gist of it. And so I was talking yeah. about blocking some of the other guys on there and tell me more yeah. about. The relationship with him and how it's going i'm praying for you is what i said and then shortly after that man. <laughs> three kids later i'm pregnant yeah oh wait a minute what did you want that okay we can go yeah hey we might you know what it could premiere on the show <laughs> okay right so that was amazing to well, it was, hear. It was baby announcements. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby announcements. I mean, if you got another announcement, I'm coming. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but, yeah, what, struck, what was something that you um, got from their conversation? How they didn't let that first year break them. Um, mm -hmm. Now, they said it, it was getting there, but the fact that they chose to do therapy and work it out yeah, and make their marriage stronger and mm -hmm. better. Um, not a lot of people do that, especially, sorry, black people. Yeah. When we hear therapy, we was like, I ain't crazy. <laughs> I got God. I got God. I ain't crazy. And then well, your marriage failed because you, you didn't do what God wanted you to do. Yeah. But they went and saw and healed themselves or mm -hmm. even started to heal themselves in mm -hmm. order to, you know, work their marriage and heal their marriage. Mm -hmm. And then him finding out the ADHD part was <laughs> a cherry on top man which kind of like oh okay that's why i'm the way i am yeah it was yeah no good it was her going mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. like she didn't even tell him she went to therapy no nah, she's like i need work she said i need work i got stuff <laughs> in going. me we're fighting we're not in a great place i don't feel whole i don't feel complete i'm broken what am i gonna do yeah and so she took the initiative to go and he wasn't against it. Like he was actually, he saw the change in her and he was like, she came back. Blowing. You know what? I think I need what you got. Well, he said he came back. It looked like she was lighter on her feet. Like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Like she had a whole like, hey, I'm yeah. a whole different person. Yeah. And because she went, it triggered something in him. Yeah. That was like she that's when the therapist said something about him uh, possibly being diagnosed with ADHD. Yep. And so that was a start of him going and that was like that was the key mm-hmm. that unlocked it for them yeah you know for them and um so when y'all go back and listen if you have not already just go back and hear like what was happening in their relationship um before the journey of therapy began you know it was so much going on there that she couldn't figure out why this was happening he couldn't figure out why this was happening and so therapy mm-hmm. was like what that's why we named therapy save the marriage, you know, kind of deal. Especially if y'all y'all bumping heads so much to mm-hmm. where you can't see where the problem is. Mm-hmm. You just think you know there's a problem mm-hmm. and y'all bumping heads the whole time, but you can't you can't see it. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm not saying the ADHD was the part, but that was just uh kind of like the thing that helped mm-hmm. kind of you know fix what was going on. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is why I feel this certain way because I can't control that. Yeah. But I can handle it. I can now. handle it. Yeah. So it was a great episode. She was a friend of mine from way, way back. And just having her um, share a story because I didn't really know um, how they met. But they did um, meet and get married fairly quickly within like an eight-month period of time. Hey. And so um, here you hear that story too, which was, oh, my gosh. It was a mix of romance and suspense, I think, yeah. from the how they met and then the suspense of just how they got, you know, engaged and all the things. So um I'd rather take eight months instead of waiting five years. No, yeah. no hit to who's waiting five years. Maybe no, it is a right. hit. <laughs> if ain't nothing happening, I'm trying to help y'all brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but shoot, y'all five years ain't nothing happening, something wrong. Moving on. Uh so. I said nothing. My bad. You probably watching this like, dang. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, the next one is the episode um, with Anthony, and um, he is a co-parenting coach, mm-hmm. and he talked about healthy uh, co-parenting and relationships. So um, I couldn't join that when I had a co-parent in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was so, um, because this is how I brought it up to him. I think I kind of mentioned it on the actual episode, but growing up, we didn't hear a lot of words that, you know, saying like, um, that we, uh, that we didn't hear co-parenting. No. It was always baby mama, baby daddy. It was, we ain't together. Yo mama. (laughs) Yo, yo mama. It was her. You know, um, you know, your ex, you, you know, she, she, he, the, my daughter's going on my exes, you know, or, oh, the, you know, the, like uh, the other one, your donor, my God. Yeah. God. It was just so much. And so it wasn't, I mean, you know, it wasn't, and he wasn't even respectful, even saying your child's mother. Yeah, that's true. You know, my, my child's mother, my child's father, like it was literally like the stigma behind that in the black community, I should say. Um, growing up, I didn't hear that. So what I think bringing him on, he was being a black man, first off, was powerful in itself. Because a lot of times in this area and space, I see white women or I see black women. And sometimes I see nobody at all. 
but <laughs> doing this orphans. But um, but to see a black man and see how he started out off talking um to fathers, mm-hmm. and then in talking to fathers, it merged into talking to single fathers. You know, who were going through and trying to make the relationship right, or trying to figure out how to navigate waters, and so, um, hearing how he overcame, you know all the things that happened in his previous relationship. What kind of parent you want to be? Mm. I, my father wasn't in my life. So the father that I wanted to be was the father that provided a nuclear home for his kids. Like that stayed with the mom. We got married. We, you know, I was there every day after school, tucking them in every in bed every night. That's the father that I envisioned myself being. So when I realized that we weren't going to be together, mm-hmm. it, that was, it crushed me. Like, because I'm like, like I'm about to be a part-time dad. It like decimated the the vision of the father that I wanted to be. So I was immediately viewed myself as a failure. Mm. Like, and the most difficult decision I've ever made to like finally decide like, all right, well, we got to split up. Mm. And, and because it was all about how I viewed myself as a father. Yeah. And like in the beginning, it was like, it was contentious, just like a lot of relationships are because, you know, we had our, there was there was some bitterness and, and, you know, with the breakup and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's, it gets hectic when you start, people start dating other people and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's, there's always something, you know, we point fingers at each other trying, you know, it's, it, it, would, it became a, a competition yeah. instead of like us being cooperative. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so, you know, it was a slow process. Like we actually lived in the same house for a year wow. after we broke up um, because we were trying to do, financially that's what made the most sense right so and it was tough Mm. (laughs) and like and what and what that did for him and how that how his idea of what he wanted was broken like he wanted a marriage with his child's with their child's mother he wanted all of the things but it just didn't happen it just wasn't happening but when they broke it off what happened to help them you know, still have a healthy relationship because it wasn't fine and dandy when they first broke it all, when they separated, it was where they had to, to work through some things and hearing how they did it. Y'all go listen, go listen to that, how they did it. Um, and so it's just imperative to, um, to see how they can, what communication looks like, you know? And so I brought up something I was going to get your input since you weren't in the, 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 episode gosh okay um that i brought up to him was basically i had a fear of how i i I didn't want to date anybody with children because i saw it and i saw the stuff you know in my life and i was like it was just this is not gonna go well so i'm I'm just gonna just wipe anybody who got kids out but i did start after a while because i was like i'm getting older okay something's gotta give you know and so I was fearful of what kind of questions to ask. I didn't want conflict. You know, I don't like confrontation period. So I don't want to have to even deal with the baby mama drama. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to have to deal with whatever you got, what she got, Mm -hmm. what the kids got, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I brought up to him and um, the co-parenting coach, Anthony, and he was just walking me through what communicating this needs of, you know, the questions that you should ask on the date. But also he just, he just kind of helped, you know, anybody who wants to start a dating relationship period and your co-parenting, what that looks like. But I'll, but I want to come to you. Um, cause you did date 
women with children. Yeah, and actually, when you talk, I just remember one that I forgot about. <laughs> so, just short and in, in brief. Yeah, you know. I'll how so. you know what was that like? Like, why did you, what was your choice in that? And um, how was communic? How how did you feel? Did you feel any fear there or of stuff not working out or any drama happening with? their father or whatever so so i'll I'll start off first saying i didn't i never had an issue with what you know if they have kids or not like that like it was that was fine for me as long as they put their kid before what was going on yeah between me and them so yeah they say hey i can't make it because you know like i was understandable right with that um understanding that and also if it ever came to like a baby father situation, like if it's drama or something like that, you know your baby father crazy, you're gonna try to attack mm-hmm. or something like that. Don't bring me into this. Yeah. Because I ain't gonna fight for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or with you or for you. Like you over there? You over there, keep it over there. Mm-hmm. Um now when he was talking, I did remember there was one relationship I was in and she had multiple kids uh three at the time where none of the baby daddies did anything for the kids and i felt bad so mm-hmm. that's why i stayed longer than what i was supposed to mm-hmm. it's because i felt bad for the kids not only mm-hmm. was there's no dads there but she wasn't really treating them right either it was like more like oh, okay go to work feed them and i'll go off and like now you just don't leave them at your grandma's all the time mm-hmm. like that i i felt bad for the kids yeah because there was like no kind of structure for them or anything mm-hmm. um but i i did learn me being there didn't help mm-hmm. with those with those with really- that situation mm-hmm. because it's like i could only do so much that your mom allows mm-hmm. and also it's it wasn't fully my responsibility because i wasn't you know i ain't i'm not a, the husband or Nothing yeah, like that. I'm just, just dating. I'm, we're just dating. We're getting to know, right? right? Really. So I, I can't step into that role. Now, I know some people who will, mm-hmm. but I wasn't there yet because I'm the type of person, like, I'm not going to hold your kid mm-hmm. unless it's my kid. Like, that was the first time I actually held a baby. It was my mm-hmm. own baby. Like, I, I'm that kind of person. So it was like, I, could, I can only do so much. If you want me to go get something from the store real quick, I, yeah, I'll do that. Or you need to go, you know, to a job interview mm-hmm. or something. Hey, mm-hmm. I'll help you out. But it was like, yeah, your mama ain't helping you out. And none of your daddies is in the picture. It's like, I felt, I felt terrible. About that. It's the weight there. Yeah. Did you feel like you could, in that, did you feel like you had to be almost the father? No. Um, or did you ever put that yourself in that? I never put myself in that. And I was also not brought into that either. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I think any other women that I did date that had kids never put me in that, which I, I can understand why, because you don't want to put no strange man that you're dating into right. that, exactly. or that you just went on one date with and like, right. oh, see my kids. Like, no. Exactly. Now, there was, <laughs> I didn't even go to a date where we talked, mm-hmm. and she tried to use her kids to get money out of me. I'm like, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I t- lost $500 in the Walmart parking lot. I'm like, oh, man, that's too bad. Man. Sounds like you got to go find $500. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to feed my kids. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and that's a tough, I don't know. That's manipulative. 
manipulation and yeah and all the things that can that happen yeah. but so but you were open to dating with yeah. children yeah is the thing mm -hmm. is more so did you um well i guess you didn't get that far to communicating your needs of what no. the relationship could be like or they did they ever make demands of no or, the yeah. that the communication was never well i think there was one time where communication we had with actually brought up about mm -hmm. uh me accepting kids and stuff okay. like that okay which I, like same thing i just said i was like well mm -hmm. if it ever gets to that point to where i'm in that role mm -hmm. or attending that role or i build some kind of you know relationship with your child after a certain amount of time then you know then we can talk about that talk about that and go further but it we never reached yeah. that point yeah yeah because it, it was usually never the, the, the kids fault. It's like mom is doing something that was like yeah I don't, know. I don't know if i should be a father to your child right right <laughs> or a father figure to your child mm -hmm. but they also never put me in that thing that position yeah which was, you know, I feel like it was respectful for me too, because it's like, okay, mm -hmm. if you're not pushing that to me, which is great, because then we can, you know, kind of get to know each other too, mm -hmm. and then see how further you know, because it's like they probably thought, okay, I'm gonna keep you at a distance because I'm gonna protect my kid. Sure. Now all of them thought that, but yeah. Right, and so I'm glad you talked about that because Anthony did touch on a lot mm -hmm. in there. So if any of you out there who are dealing with co-parenting, um, want to get some assistance with what that looks like. Um, he also has a book out. Um, it's not about you is mm. what I believe the book is called. It's on Amazon. Um, it's a short read. It's not long and, um, you could thumb through it and probably just hit the, honestly go through the table of contents and just hit the hot spots first and then go to where you need to go. But honestly, um, it was a great conversation. So I would recommend y'all go listen to that episode yeah. um, and support, support them, support them. Black businesses. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, Um. that's, that was it. That was it as far as the recap goes. Yeah. And um, I just remember what the other part of the something interesting. Oh, was that? <laughs> Towards the end of the show. Was that? Uh, I started, uh, my own kind of media, uh, oh, thing okay. because I, I haven't made it a page or, or actual company yet, mm -hmm. but it's called Haley's Place Productions. It's in the works. I already got a few videos up and another one coming because we just did some photo slash recording yep. today. So, yeah. When, um, I think our next season comes, you'll probably have the page and everything yeah, made. yeah, I'll have so it made. So we can link it. If y'all want up. to go see it, I'll have a lot more videos up mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm I'm rolling now. Things about to be on and popping. Mm -hmm. About to on and popping. I got some good compliments of it, and mm -hmm. also now she sees. Oh, he can do that too. Yeah, I'm gonna switch armor knife. <laughs> it's gonna be good. I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it because I have my own personal photographer now. So all these times where I wanted to go in or video videographer, both, but yeah, and edit I, and ed editorial, ed ed editorial. That's what I do. Editorial though. I don't know. Oh, editor. editor? No. editor? <laughs> so the <them> editorials. <laughs> Add that in the resume. I'm gonna put it right. What's anyway, the editorial? So I have all of that in house. 
I'm excited because yeah. I got ideas. So I told you, relay them to me. I'll get them. So, yeah. So, um, no, listen, we love y'all. Mm-hmm. We love y'all. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the support. We will be love. Who the bubble do? <laughs> That's in there. <laughs> we will be back. Um, come fall, yeah, probably early fall, um, with a new season and new episodes. Um, also, hey, if you are interested in being a guest on our podcast and you're like, you know what, I think I got something unique to offer. I have a conversation that I need that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. I'm either single, I'm walking in my pur- purpose. You could be a man or a woman. Um, or you were married, married, and you have a story, we would love to have you on as a guest. Yeah. You could set up something. So make sure you inbox us, DM us, email us, let us know. If you know anybody that you know have you have has a unique story and wants to be on, let them know. We'll have them. We we cool peoples. We cool peoples. Yeah. All right. So we love y'all. Y'all have a great rest of the season. And day, night, year, months, <laughs> all and of that. Just pause. And yeah, so we love y'all. Out. Peace. Thank you for tuning into When Marriage and Purpose Collide podcast. Click on the link in the description to learn a little more about us. Subscribe and send a review on your takeaways or any new insights you have gained in this episode. See you back here for our next episode. Peace. <laughs>